Muppets a wee natter. I'm Mark Steele and across the table from me is... Jenny Steele. And we are joining you on the week. I became the absolute worst superhero ever. Mm. So if you're describing me as a superhero, what, what superhero would you call it? What superhero name would you give me? Ooh, I'm not really into superheroes. I don't know. I mean, Killer Frost. Killer Frost. I don't even know what Killer Frost is, other than something that's <laughs> just really, really cold and happens to kill people that aren't well protected and well wrapped up in their car. Uh, no, I became the worst superhero ever. Repairman. Repairman? Yeah, turns up in a boiler suit. Doesn't fly, turns up in a van with a boiler suit and fixes whatever it is that's broken. And uh, this week I fixed a fountain that somebody broke. <laughs> It care? took me four days to realise I broke it as well. Would you care to confess? And do, do you listen, yeah. uh, or do you view whichever one you are? You're going to have to imagine that there is a big echoey effect we've got going on here. I've got um, um as the confession goes on. Mm. So confess your sins. I did some mowing of the back garden one Friday afternoon. As took me did. all day because I did the mowing, the edging, the weeding. And I thought to myself... It's been a really sunny day. Why ain't my my fountain on, my water feature? And then I thought, oh, maybe it just needed the battery charge. So I forgot about it for a couple of days. And then I was with you in the back garden, weren't I? And I thought, that's funny because one of my water features is on, but this water feature's not on. And it gets the sun throughout the day, doesn't it? We're south-facing garden, so we get a lot of sun. To explain, she has a number of (laughs) solar-powered water features. Yeah. As you can get in any good garden centre, retailer, whatever, right? So you've mm. got you've got a couple of them. This one's not working. Yeah. And you're utterly bamboozled by it, right? Okay. And I thought to myself, let's just have a look and see if it needs to switch on. And I switch it on and the night it's got a light that comes on at night. So yeah. the light's working. So I'm a bit puzzled as to why the water's not pumping. So I looked at the pump, pump's all connected, it's got water in. And what's going on here? And then I realised there's a little bit of cable trailing on the grass. So I lift it up, the cable's not attached to anything. And I realised when I mowed the edging of the lawn, I must have mowed straight through the cable. And I thought, this don't look right. <laughs> and then a superhero call was put out for repairman to come in yeah. and acquire some chalk block from Wilco and uh, repair said water feature. Although the, the, the upshot of going into Wilco for chalk block is that you get to watch all the vultures that have now turned up because they've gone into proper administration yeah. and need to liquidate all the stock. Mm. So you, you're going around the store. You're just there to actually pick up things you need. And there's people picking through every little bit looking for that ultimate bargain, knowing it's not there. But bit like me it. today with my bulbs. I don't know. You might have been one of those people. A few people. garden so, bulbs. So that was the first call out for repairman. Mm. And we're, there is another one that I know is on the horizon. And I'm wondering whether I should do it or not. And I'm going to ask you for advice, dear listener. <laughs> I'm going to ask you for advice, Jenny, as well. The car, it's water belt and timing... Uh, water belt? Timing belt and water pump. Mm. The fact I'm getting the names wrong is not a good start. No. But you should find <laughs> that one out. The, the timing belt and water pump are coming up. Should I turn up as repairman and give the job a go myself? I'm not so sure. We've only got one car and I have to get to work, which is like 20 miles away. So I'm going to open that one up to you, dear listener. You are getting to decide. (laughs) Stick your comment down below on YouTube or if you're on the socials or whatever, let us know. Should I take a shot at that job on the car? I, 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 if you want a bit of uh, you know extra information to help you make that decision, I will be greased up with a Haynes manual, (laughs) which means I'll have all but one of the most crucial steps to hand. Mm. 
That's the funny. I don't know if you've ever used a Haynes manual in your life. No. But if you have, one of the things you'll realise is it'll have all the steps except for the one that you really needed to know and couldn't figure out yourself. And is that page missing or it doesn't give you the step? They just don't give you the step. And you're sitting there going, how did you go from that to that? And it's like missing, you need to take off X, Y, and Z, or you need to do A, B, or C. You say you take it to a dealer. You really think they they write the manuals that go out to DIY people so they go to a dealer? yeah. That seems a strange thing to do. Anyway, on that note, I think it's time for some time travel, dear listener. Which sounds a bit of a weird thing to come out with, but we are going to go back two weeks in time mm-hmm. in terms of communiques, and we need a vehicle to do that with. And I thought we'd better go all green, because that's the modern thing to do nowadays. We don't want to be belching out nitrous oxide or carbon dioxide or things like that. Uh, but we don't need to go to 88 miles an hour, as you usually do for time travel. Because uh, we're not going back a week or two. Mm. We're not going back for years. You don't need the same speed to do it. So instead, I've arranged for us to get a hold of a time-travelling milk float. Mm. <laughs> and that's what we'll be using to pass slowly back two weeks ago uh, when I asked you the question, what turn of phrase do you really not get? And Samantha Palmer has been in touch saying, I can't think of any sayings that I don't understand the meaning of, but there are a few said by my family that were entertaining. Mm-hmm. That seems quite reasonable, doesn't it? Yeah. My late stepfather would say, I'm so tired I can sleep on a chicken's lip. Or, <laughs> I'm not at that one. <laughs> or I'm so hungry I could eat a rotted fox. I've heard of eating a horse. I have, yeah. I've never seen anyone take it to the next level. I, I I accidentally do that with, you know, when you say something's running like a dog, mm. it's really bad. A dog's hind leg. Yeah, it's usually, oh, it's, it's running really badly. I sometimes, to express that something's running even worse than that, will say it's running like an embalmed dog. <laughs> it's it's not running at all. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, I sometimes see these phrases sort of get changed up, and I'm sure you've come across as well, dear Lizzie, but yes... Um, and when our boys were small, they would find these absolutely hilarious. But when they got older, they'd think about the chicken one and say, but the chicken doesn't have lips. Oh, no, it doesn't, does it? And I think that's the important bit of this mm. phrase, is it means you can sleep anywhere, mm. including somewhere that doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. Or the lips are so small that, you, you know, you'd, you'd even sleep on that little sliver of what you might call a chicken's lips. <laughs> Maybe that's what it means. That's, that's just me making assumptions. Um, and I guess, you know, if we're going to look into all this kind of stuff, we need it to make sense. So we're going to go around the loop and come back again at the next time, aren't we? Yeah. That's oh, another wait. phrase you hear in the, in the office. We're going to come around the loop. We'll go around the loop. Yes. Nobody's actually going round in a loop. It just means you're going to come back to it later. Is that on top of the stupid blue sky thinking and out the box? You're not a blue sky person, are you? No, no. And on that note, let's travel forward in time, which I guess is rather blue sky, and we probably shouldn't be doing it, uh, to ask what shows or films did you love back in the day, but uh, just don't now? And Samantha Palmer was in touch with this one as well. Good. Yeah. Uh, Saying that they were recently watching... Uh, through the streaming offerings and came across the Dukes of Hazard. Oh, that's Daisy Duke, isn't it? It's Daisy Duke, uh, complete with that horn. Da, 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 da. Oh, is that well, where they I got it from? The, the air horn. Uh, but yeah, the air horns, I think, is related to the show. I, I might every, be thinking wrong. Everybody had a four Capri back in the 1970s, had. Everyone had a four Capri, did they? Well, whoever had a Ford, (laughs) whoever had a Ford Capri always used to have that air horn. I think they got Mm. banned by the police, you know. Oh, they probably did. Mm. They probably did. Um, And we both loved watching it when we were young, so we put on the very first episode. 
So I'm assuming this is a family view now at this point, whether it's just husband and wife, partner, whatever. That you are now sitting down together to watch the Dukes of Havre with the good biscuits, with whatever you happen to have to hand. <laughs> and we managed to watch about five minutes of it before switching off because it was so awful. All that sexist, stereotypical, and everything else bad from the seventies that was in the first five minutes. Mm. I imagine if it was nineteen seventies, mm. somebody will be hanging their fagging mouth within about the first three frames as well. <laughs> it's it's something that nowadays we never think of as normal is the idea of you know smoking all the time. But yeah. in those days, even if you worked in an office, smoking was. It's not all that long ago the smoking ban came in. I do remember going into restaurants and they'd ask if you wanted to go to the smoking or non-smoking area. As if suddenly the smoke would keep to the little silly yeah. barrier they put in. <laughs> Everyone was getting smoke with their dinner. All in, all, the only difference they made is whether you got an ashtray on the side or not. Yeah. <laughs> that seems to be all the difference <laughs> made to that. Uh, so yes, some things are indeed best left in the past of Alfred Palmer. And she also mentioned Red Dwarf. Oh, I like Red Dwarf. I'm going to go to Red Dwarf as well, saying it's funny as it now as it was at the time. Mm. And the thing about Red Dwarf is apparently it is now all available on iPlayer right now. Is it? Yes. Mm. Which I now regret telling you because it means we're going to end up watching it. <laughs> and then we'll go around for the next two days calling everybody a smeghead. Well, that's the thing. Because you, you go into like an electrical retailer or something and there will be all the fridges and there'll be a smeg fridge there. <laughs> you think of him, don't you? And Crichton. You've got, you've got to wonder what is kept in one of those things. That's, that's, that's all Crichton's pops- head. Quite possibly, it could quite possibly be. Uh, also be in touch with Slap Up Sync. Sadly for me, it's the goodies TV show I loved so much when I was a kid, but watching it years later, I couldn't believe how much I didn't laugh. I can only watch the Giant Cat episode now. Do you know anything about the goodies TV <laughs> I, show? I didn't like the goodies. I, I um, used to be a waitress a um, long, long time ago, and one of them came into the hotel I worked at. I can't remember. We, we, I can see his face, but I can't remember the name, and he was the most miserablest person <laughs> you would ever imagine. Never say, said please, thank you, didn't acknowledge you, come, you know, come into service, just a whiff, wave of the hand. At it. Oh, God, it wasn't... I didn't get and a you're good sure impression it wasn't, of him. You just caught them on a bad day, and you don't know which one it was. It was the one with the uh, dark hair and he had the beard. I don't know what his name was. That's no, not Bill Oddie, is it? No. It's not. It wasn't no, Bill Oddie, wasn't no, Bill. no. Because he, he's he's the one that we like nowadays because he does all the nature, nature stuff, isn't it? He's I'd still... have to get a picture up now. I don't know if it was Bill Oddie. <laughs> oh my word! I I, I I've come back later in the show. Yeah, she's now going to Google what Bill Oddie. I am like. <laughs> quietly in the in. background. Well, just a. I bet it's not. And it, the thing with celebrities is, you know, when you see it, when you're working with them in restaurants and things like that, or uh, the only one I remember when I was at Comet was a football manager of a Scottish football team came in to buy a, a miniature fridge. <laughs> so I didn't have many dealings with celebrities in those days. Actually, yes, it was Bill Oddie. Oh, you must have caught him on a bad day then. It, it yeah. happens, you know. I, 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 this I, is years I, and years ago, oh, in God, the 80s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Back 1986, I think it probably <laughs> would have been. So it's so not yesterday. Yeah, yeah. Although I, I, I do remember Alan Carr. I I was a te- I was worked in the techie side of radio for a long time. Well, not for a long time. It was a number of years ago now. I used to look after the technical side for radio stations. And for whatever reason, the local DJs were going to interview Alan Carr um, but except they were in one place and I was I was in the studio, so I had to set it up so that they were on the line and they could do the interview and things like that. No, he was a nice enough chap, 
But he, he had this entourage with him who laughed at every joke, and I'm sitting there going, it's not funny. <laughs> but it was just a just different sense of humour. He was a nice enough guy, you know, nothing wrong with it. But it is one of those things, you know, they, they, they go do that all the either. time. Mm. Yeah, they, they go through it all the time, and then at the end of a day of filming or doing a panto or whatever, mm. the last thing you want to do is be performing for whoever's serving you some food. So I can sort of understand what happened there. You but can't beat Peter Kay. You can't beat Have you actually met Peter Kay? Not met him in person, but I've been to one of his shows. <laughs> I used to work with somebody whose sister was friends with him because they were oh, from right. Bolton as well. And and she said it's the same person outside as you see on stage. They used to go for, like, drinks. And she showed me a picture of them all having a, a drink in the pub. Mm. So, some people are like very that, nice but there's, there's lots of people in the sort of celebrity world that are very different in their own world, you know, when they're going about yeah, he was miserable in all day. He was miserable throughout the whole service he was miserable it could have just been a bad day we don't know this is going back you to you have to take it out on your waitress do you that's very true but we are going back to the 1980s not that bitter not bitter <laughs> <laughs> so there we go I wasn't expecting that story to pop out there dear listener uh, Matthew Summers also being in touch seeing the Simpsons for the first 10 years they were unbelievably funny and culturally significant mm. went rather mediocre after that oh. yeah now I can easily do without it. Very sad they never ended it when it was still good. Is I, Bart still 10? Bart is still 10 and still played by a woman, if I remember correctly. <laughs> and I think they've had to kill some of the characters off because the actors themselves have passed away now. Oh. It's, getting, it's getting that long in the tooth now because I think it's been on 30 odd years or something. I've never liked The Simpsons, I've got to be honest. I don't I mind. Can't get the humour. I don't mind it, but I've got to be in the mood for it. Homer irritated me. Well, that's the whole point. He's supposed to be that irritating father, you know, the sitcom father that's always mm. a bit useless. It's it's funny how it's always the sitcom father that's a bit useless. <laughs> Although I guess with the sitcom mother that's a bit useless, it'd be a bit misogynistic, wouldn't mm. it? So I can, I can see why it tends to lean that way. Uh, but he's supposed to be that character. Although that said, you know, I have watched, what was it, Disenchantment recently, which is the same people, but it's a much shorter series. Is it? Yeah, it's 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 set in a fantasy kingdom. Postman Pat's still still looking good, and Postman Pat's still Fireman Sam, you know, special the originals. De- Postman Pat's special delivery service where he has a helicopter to no, deliver the post. The originals. I don't mean none of this, you know, what CGI stuff. I mean the originals. Yeah, they're the best. Uh, everyone says that, and then you go back to them and go, mm, "I'm not sure about that." But with the Simpsons, I think it's gone on so long now; they'll never yeah. go and kill it. It'll just keep going and going and going and going and going until they finally get to the point where nobody's actually watching it. It'd be like the soaps. The soaps are still going on and on. So you think your Emmerdale's, your Coronation Streets, um, what's the BBC one that's always a bit miserable? EastEnders. Get out East of my Enders, pub, like that. River City, I'm assuming, still exists. River City, what's that? That was a Scottish soap. Was it? No, uh, nobody watched it, even really? in Scotland, I, but... I thought exists. that was Take the High Road. Oh, God, you're going way back for Take the High Road, but... You know, There's these... always a Dougal and a, um, what's the woman's name? Uh, Moirag in, in a Scottish soap. There, there is not always a Dougal and a Moirag <laughs> in a Scottish soap. But the funny thing about soaps is they've been going on and on and on and on. The audience is going slowly dropping down and down and down and down because you've seen it all before and there's just so much other stuff on the telly nowadays. Do you know what? That's what? just reminding me. 
I saw Crossroads available on gold, I think it was, and I thought, come on, this is 1970s. I can remember watching it with my mum, and I thought, let's have a little peek, and I lasted about five minutes. The sets was cardboard. You could see them wobbling around, and it was like they were waiting for the camera to aim at them, and then they were so wooden when they were speaking, like, oh, it's my turn, to see. it's my line. And it was just, and each scene was just like faded out and faded into the next scene. It was so bad i used to think god what what however did i used to watch crossroads i look at it now i have the answer to that it's because there was only two or three channels at the time yeah probably and there was nothing else on Mm. that's the that's my honest genuine opinion of a lot of these older shows is they were great at the time because they were better than what else was out there Mm. But when you compare it to today, where there's this plethora of stuff, you can go into all these different streaming services, you can watch almost any film you want online instantly for a couple of quid. When you've got all that available to you, these TV shows have to be much better. Mm. Uh, Or they don't don't make it to air at all, or they don't last very long, or they don't get much of an audience. So my, my view is these things that, you know, Bullseye is a great example of that. Oh, I, think, I like Bullseye. That's so funny. It's unreal, isn't it? Well, Here they well, are with the shuttle suits on. You don't know which is the woman and which is the man, in there. <laughs> most of the joy of Bullseye when you look back at it now is just seeing how daft it was. Yeah. yeah. But let's be real. If you if we went to chap on the doors of ITV and said, you know what, we want to make a TV show about a, a pub quiz come uh, darts game and it'll have this animated bull over it. <laughs> We wouldn't make it to the end of that sentence in the pitch meeting when we can put it out the door because it's it's a bit of a weird one. But back in those days when, you know, I had all the different ITV regions, they had insane amounts of airtime to fill yeah. and no real competition. So, so long as it was good enough, it filled the airtime. But I guess there's the nostalgia element if you're looking back at it. <laughs> uh, and finally, Age has been in touch about this one as well, saying my answer is actually home and away. I didn't miss an episode in the 80s and early 90s. Then went a decade or two without watching it and found myself fumbling for a remote before the first ad break. Which, I don't know if it's like the American shows. Because the British shows, the first ad break's generally about 10-15 minutes in. I find Australian shows are a bit like that as well. American shows, the first ad break's before the credit sequence is played. You know, they'll have like an intro bit and then they'll go to ad break and yeah. then they'll come back. And, so give it a bit of time. If, if that's what we're talking about here. <laughs> and it went from over-the-top drama with a great cast, especially Dali, Danny Minogue. She's with, still in Home and Away. With a heart symbol. I'm guessing used to be in Home and Away. I don't ah. think she's in Home and Away anymore. Uh, to play in silliness with a bunch of pretty people. Oh, and I loved Round the Twist as well in, into my 20s. And they're bringing back Neighbours. Yeah, Neighbours ended, didn't they? Because they had mm. Kylie and uh, Jason do the final in the final show, didn't they? I will have to take your word for that. So if they're bringing Neighbours back, you're going to slot news round and Blue Peter in and you've got the BBC One early schedule sorted again. As it was for a ridiculously long period of time. Uh, And on that note, let's have a wee answer. In a break with tradition, I read the news recently, dear listener. That sounds a bit mad, doesn't it? But I have done it. And, well... It turns out there's something that motorists really, really want. Hmm. to this news article I read. What do you think it is? To be able to drive whatever speed they want to without getting points on the licence. I'm sure there are many, many drivers that want <laughs> to do that. And uh, I'm sure they would love to. But no, that wasn't the thing that was an offer. Cheaper Apart- fuel? Che- cheaper, cheaper fuel? Cheaper fuel. 
Uh, no, cheaper fuel was not an option. Although I, I, I do mm. wonder if cars are a bit like, you know, your house where you could use gas to heat your house. Mm. And it could be a bit expensive at the moment. So people are going back to the older, cheaper fuels, you know, things like wood and they're burning that. Yeah. I wonder whether you can do that for your car, get it converted to, you know, a steam conversion. <laughs> get a little fire in it and, you know, your passenger has to act as fireman and chucking the, the wood or the coal in to keep it going. Yeah. Do you, do you think no, that's not going to... That's not going <laughs> to work. Driving like an old traction engine or something <laughs> like that. Uh, no, apparently the thing that uh, drivers really want is noise cameras. Noise uh, cameras? Noise cameras. So the idea behind them is that it's to clamp down on those old Novas with baked bean cans on them. Mm. And as they go past, it's got a bunch of microphones that determine how loud your car is. Mm. And if it's above a certain level... It will take a picture and send you a nasty fine in the post. So it's just that. It's literally just a camera. What about motorbikes that sound really, really loud that when they pass you by, you get a buzz in your ear because they're that loud? They would trigger the camera and they'll get a nasty fine in the post. But a fine in the post weeks later, that doesn't feel like enough punishment for being that noisy, especially the sort of people who do it half past five in the morning to get to work. (laughs) It's like, really, come on, you, you, you could have got a quieter car, put a muffler on it or something like yeah. that. Yeah. You need to be doing it at that time in the morning. Personally, I think they should take it a bit further. Yeah, I mean, we, you know, looking at what we've got in our military, we must have a spare missile or two lying around. <laughs> so you just imagine it, you go past that camera, and then sort of like Thunderbirds, there's a little, little trap door open in the ground. Yeah. So you have to make sure it's not next to the pavement or you'll have something <laughs> fall into the into the hole where the missiles are. Yeah. But the little trap opens. And then you get a... As a missile <laughs> takes off. And it's, it's going to be noise-seeking. Yeah. It's, got, it's got to follow the noise of the car. Takes off, turns around and hits the car and bang. Car doesn't exist anymore. What do you think to that one? Yeah, so does that include if somebody's got the... Um... Music on well loud as well. I guess that I guess that would trigger. That irritates me as well when you're inside of someone traffic lights and all you can hear is boom, 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 vibrating. Do you know uh, what I mean? I, I know what you mean. Although it's thinking about it, the explosion from when the missile hits the car to silence it isn't going to be very silent. No, it's not. But I guess a one-off of bang yeah. and the noise exists no more one one morning. Would do the job. Yeah, that you're would you're do never going to see it again. Because it's not the sort of thing you could get a friendly MOT tester to turn a blind eye to that the fact that your car is now charred remains. Yeah, I think that's a good idea. I'm so, for that. There we go. Uh, if we've got some spare missiles kicking around in the military, that is the cunning plan. Uh, but it's also got me wondering what. This is some robotic overlords that are now ruling over what is too loud for your car when mm. you're driving past. What other rules would you like to see our robotic overlords enforce? And without mercy, if we're going to do it. Well, well, what sort of rules would you like to see them enforce? For cars, you mean? Or? It doesn't have to be cars. I mean, you know, my example would be the supermarket fast lane. I've been talking about it as a concept for a very long time now. Paint some red lines down the middle of the supermarket. To be on those red areas, you have to be going above a certain speed. If you're not, you are shoved out the way by robots. That That is what I'm thinking oh, about. Oh, my word. Cyclists on pavements. Can we have something that shove them off pavements? You'd something have, comes out the, the verge and you shouldn't be on here. You'd have to have something that would tell if it was a kid or not, because kids are allowed to cycle on the pavements legally. Yeah, they are. that's thing. disappointing, that, isn't it? But I sort of see where you're coming from now. It feels a bit brutal, though. Not to me. To, to, have, a, to have a robot push you out into a hedge or a road or well, something. It shouldn't like be that. on the pavement, really. But Simples. You, I, I think a better target would be people who skip the queue at bus stops. 
Oh, and that as well, they, they, yeah. They, they, this robotic arm just grabs you on your yeah. shoulder and doesn't let you go till the bus is gone so you have to catch Not the next one. that. Can you imagine that? So you don't, no queue jumping allowed. You mm. will be held back. You will mm. wait. Is till, this a queue? You will wait your turn. So I'm going to open this up to you, dear listener. Uh, what rule would you like to see our robotic overloads enforce without mercy? So we're going to get robots involved. They are going to enforce your rule of choice and it's going to be without mercy. What would you like to see them enforce? A couple of ways to get in touch. If you're listening on Spotify, the question's at the top of the app. You can tap there. You can stick it in there. Magic occurs. On the socials, at Solid Radio UK or at Solid City. Or if you're on YouTube and you can see my not-so-pretty face right now, you can go down to the comment section down below and you can stick it in there as well and share your overzealous use of power and we will be spreading it around in the next episode. For some reason, I've been led to be believed, dear listener, if that's the way you put the phrase. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you know what I'm trying to say there. And, you know, <laughs> I have been led on. Uh, Jenny has told me that she's got an earworm at the moment that is in the form of Blue One Love. Oh, yes. They sing about a loaf of bread. Yeah, they sing about a loaf of bread, which is daft. You know, why would you sing about a loaf of bread? And not, not only a loaf of bread, a loaf of bread that's burnt on the ends. Yeah, is it just that brand that's burnt on the end? The, the, the Mother's Pride Scottish Loaf, or whatever it was called, had burnt crusts or heels or whatever you want to call on the end of it. Never got that, because it never tasted great. Unless yeah. the loaf was mm, so-so anyway. But it, yeah, it I never got that. crust. I never got why that was a thing. <laughs> there we go. So it got me wondering, because that is a daft song lyric, what other daft song lyrics there are out there? <laughs> uh, any that come to mind for you? I'm trying to think of all the, um, yeah, the um, Sigma call me. It sounds like she's saying corned beef. Once you've heard it, you can't unhear it. Corned beef. Yeah. Corned beef. That is the closest you're getting to hearing the song, dear listeners. Because of music copyright. Uh, There's a couple of rude ones, but I don't think I'm allowed to say. Yeah, we might avoid the ruder ones. But I will explain that if we played you even the slightest hint of that song on anything that actually makes you understand what the song is, uh, we would have to pay big pots mm. of cash. Even though there's not not many of us enjoying this fine podcast, we'd have to share ridiculous amounts of money. There's always uh, a Justin Timberlake who's got this sh- on the floor. That wasn't Justin. That was Jason Derulo. Jason Derulo, sorry. I was he dro- he dropped the sheets on the floor. Yes. It doesn't sound like sheets, though. <laughs> it, it sounds like an eyes in there rather than an e, Yes, I know, I know what you're saying. <laughs> but a, a couple of cleaner ones that come to mind. Can I just say the Shania Twain as well? She's I can't believe one. you kiss your at night. You can't believe you kiss your what at night? I can't say, can I? C-O-C-K. I didn't realise she said that quite so blatantly yeah. and openly. She really say that? Well, she doesn't say it, but it sounds like she says it. Am I going to have to listen to Shania Twain to find yeah. out? And that's going to then upset Spotify if I listen to it on Spotify, because Spotify will just give me back-to-back Shania Twain songs now. <laughs> Which actually, not that bad. You know, Don't Be Stupid's not a bad wee song. You know, I don't mind that yeah. at all. Um, not impressing me much. Yeah, I've heard it that's a million right. times. Yeah. No, actually, maybe I will listen to it. Maybe I'll accept my... Uh, Upcoming Shania Twain <laughs> Fest. Uh, but a couple of the cleaner ones that pop into mind. There's mm-hmm. the class, should I stay or should I go? If I stay, it will be double. Well, then it's really obvious, isn't it? you got to go, haven't you? <laughs> it's less trouble. Easiest decision ever. Finn Lizzie, there's going to be a jailbreak somewhere in this town. 
I will give you two guesses, dear listener, where that jailbreak is going to be. And if you need both of them, something has gone horribly wrong. And another one that comes to mind is an earworm I've got at the moment, the Crusader streetlight. Why why would you string about a streetlight? I never got that. Because there's nowhere else to go. Yeah, streetlight. It's it's a bit like (laughs) Annie Lennox banging on about her broken backs. Walking on broken glass. Again, that doesn't yeah, make any sense. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. Even when you know it's walking on broken glass, it's still... That's a weird thing yeah. you're talking about. That's a bit painful. Oh, you you, you clean it up and get on with your life. I'm, I'm, I'm sure there's a metaphor or five I'm missing there, dear <laughs> listener. I'm sure you're screaming at the wireless night now going, oh, no, it really means this, that, and the next thing. And the killers, are we human or are we dancer? Mm. The import, that is a very important question. Could I ask that to you? I'm going to ask that to you, Jenny, as well. Mm. Are you human or are you dancer? I don't know what the difference is. What if you're a dancer? You're not a human then. Well, it would explain the backing dancers on top of the pops. (laughs) We were driving home the other day, weren't we, after meeting Stephen in the park for a nice coffee, a nice chat. And we drove past this pub. Mm. It's got a kiddies' play area. And I think it used to be called... Something like, I'm sure it was like a Charlie Chalks or something. Charlie, Charlie Chalks. Charlie Chalks. That's going back, isn't it? But then, I assume so. Do you have a Charlie Chalks? Do you, I, do you I, in Scotland? I, I don't even recognise the name, so I'm assuming it's either a very regional thing or. Oh, do they have to? Yeah. You have to have a Google now. But anyway, you were telling me that your brother used to work in a pub that had. Is it Brewster Bear? Brewers Fair. Brewers Fair. That's it. Occasionally, because he. I think he worked for both Premier Inn and Brewers Fair over mm. the time. But he, he, I don't know how true this story is, but I, I'm going to tell it anyway because I've heard it before. And <laughs> apparently one of the things you occasionally have to do when you work in a Brewers Fair is dress up as Brewster Bear or whatever it is. Yes. They've, got, they've got this bear mascot costume that they basically stick the kids in that are acting as waitresses for that, that, that year. Is it if you've got a special birthday party there or is it just a random appearance anyway? I have no idea. I, I, you're I asking think it was the wrong birthday parties. Here. I think if you booked your kids' birthday party at this play area, I think Brewster Bear came out to find the birthday boy or girl. Although, talking about birthday parties, uh, McDonald's used to be doing things where you could book half the McDonald's restaurant yeah. out as a birthday party thing. And you the get clown, the, cl- the, cl- the clown. The clown hasn't been out in a while. He's scary, that clown. I thought clowns are scary anyway. Somebody's having the clown. Anyway, there, there is this Brewster Fair thing. And my brother is about as tall as I am, so yeah, it's six, six foot four or something <laughs> like that. And when, when you've got this bear costume on, it adds another couple of foot to you because it's giant head. So he's coming in about ten foot tall, scaring the living daylights out of his four-year-old kids. Didn't go down well, did it? No, um, I, I, from what I was told, he wasn't invited to do it again. <laughs> it's a great way to get out of it, just be too tall and too scary. <laughs> now, I want to touch on a topic that I am definitely not an expert in, dear listener. And I don't know if you are as well, Jenny. Uh, you might be an expert, dear listener, but I definitely am. And it is the topic of etiquette. Mm. Do you call yourself an expert in etiquette? Yeah, I'm posh. Okay, well, well, we will take Jenny's advice here, dear listener. So imagine you're in a restaurant mm-hmm. and you're a group of adults. Mm-hmm. You go to sit down to have a meal 
and you order from the kids' menu. <laughs> is it wrong or rude to do this, or is it a perfectly normal thing to do? You see, sometimes the stuff on the kids' menu is better than what's on the adult menu. I've often wanted to order from the kids' menu. I mean, who doesn't like a fish finger cob? I'm of that view. Yeah, It feels wrong to order from the kids' menu, but sometimes they have the better options yeah. where it's like, you know what, I, I just want fish fingers. Sausage or- and mash chicken nuggets or something like that you don't necessarily want the fancy weird stuff you just want plain simple food it's a bit like sandwiches if you if your work ever does a get together and you order sandwiches in for a conference or whatever yeah it's not something that happens all the time it's only something that's only happened a couple of times in my life but if you order sandwiches in whether it's for training course conference whatever it is if you get all the fancy flavors that are full of rabbit food and things like that most of them will still be there at the end of the day yeah if you get things like cheese, ham, egg, you know, very basic, down-to-earth, simple ingredients, mm. they will all be gone by the end of lunchtime, never mind the end of the day. Yeah. So my, my, my advice there is if you're going to run a conference or something like that, get very normal plain sandwiches. Don't get the fancy ones with things people have never heard of before because you want to sound posh. And don't have grass on them all. Just, just you know... Well, Cheese and you offer the grass on the side and then you can choose. Because sometimes you do want a bit of grass. Sometimes you do want that greenness. Yeah, but it's when they put tomato on the bacon. Hmm. Is it BLT? Bacon, lettuce and tomato. I don't but see. The, you can't take the tomato off because it's already made the bread soggy then. Well, in a bacon, lettuce and tomato, it's kind of in the name. It, it's part of the package. It, it, it's too, it makes the bread soggy. <laughs> but... The, this is something that's been popping around in my mind. Is I work in the technology industry, right? Mm. So my, my job is helping design computer software, and it's for electrical grids in Nigeria at the moment. But I help design computer software. And if this technology stuff ever falls through, my cunning plan is I'm going to open a chain of restaurants, which means I'm going to lose even more money. But I, I know that straight off the bat. It's going to be a horrible <laughs> loss-making thing. But my cutting plan for restaurants is a chain called Stodgy's mm. that only sells basic home-cooked food ready to go, you know, complete with drive through takeaway, instant serve Very type nice. stuff. Yeah. So you just want, I want some hot pot or I yeah. want a chicken Yorkshire dinner. pudding with um, minced meat in it, onion gravy, all that kind of stuff, a dollop of mashed potato. So, yeah, just imagine it. You you, you drive mm. up to the drive through window. Well, not even the window. It's usually the uh, little speaker thing first. And you get... <laughs> I can't make you out, mate. <laughs> oh, I'm guessing you're just asking what I like to order. And then you'd go, oh, I want my uh, hot mm. pot in a... Uh, whatever it was you were having, Yorkshire pudding. Yorkshire pudding. Do you do, do, you do desserts as well? Do you it, have like roly-poly or treacle sponge and... You've touched on a couple of desserts. It'd be things like apple crumble and things like that in there as well. And you get to choose custard. Where, yeah, how much custard you want. They mm. come in a little tub next to it. And so you drive drive through the drive through and then sitting in your lap trying to awkwardly eat a stodgy dinner. Mm. That that would be the chain of restaurants that I want to start. And I think it's my cunning backup. You could plan. have a drive through Sunday dinner, couldn't you? Sunday roast. Yep. Drive through Sunday roast. At any time like twenty four hour service, you could yeah. have it at two in the morning if you wanted it. Yeah. So it worked really well if you get cravings. I agree, <laughs> that would, wouldn't it? It will do nothing for the health of the nation, but it, it, it sounds like a wonderful, brilliant thing. So if this technology thing falls through, that is the cunning plan, <laughs> dear listener. And while we're on the topic of food etiquette, is four Weetabix too much if you're a bit hungry? How do you get four Weetabix in a bowl, even? I, I struggle to get two. 
you do it in a well you don't necessarily do it in a bowl you do it in the same bowl you use to make pasta for the van ah. you don't eat it in the, the, the normal cereal bowl you eat it in a much bigger bowl although seriously that much weight in big city you, you, you put like a stone on just in sheer weight of yeah food that you've consumed at that point the only reason I ask is I saw somebody asking on the internet I was sitting there thinking can, A can you physically do that and B would it be so bad if you did but I could that is going to be our next challenge, dear listener, and you'll be able to view it on YouTube as well as we film Jenny trying to eat four Weetabix. <laughs> so I hate to break it to you, dear listener, but myself and Jenny are going to a wedding this weekend. Da, da, da. It's not ours. We're going to somebody else's wedding as guests. Mm. Otherwise, it'd be a bit weird just turning out when we didn't organise this wedding. But for <laughs> us, oh, well, we'll, we'll, we'll fly with it. And uh, the funny thing about weddings is it's a time where you have to be polite and spend a lot of hours with people that you only see at, what's the play we're putting it? Matches and dispatches. Yes. Although some you'll never see at the latter. They're the really weird ones. You don't spend too much time with them. <laughs> they're, they're the ones that usually fall out with half the family. Uh, but when you get sat in your allocated seating from the meal bit, it's, mm-hmm. the meal always takes far longer than it ever should. Yeah. It's measured in hours. How it takes hours to eat a meal, I never get it. But... You're going to be sat in those allocated seats for hours. And I hate being the last table to get served while you're watching everybody else tucking in. I hate that. I, I don't mind that so much. It's just when you're sat next to the person that gives a detailed description of what a palate cleanser is. Oh, yes, I had that as well, yeah. We're not even making that one up, dear listener. Jenny did get a, a detailed description of how a palate cleanser works and what it is. <laughs> I, d- I don't know why, because yeah, I think... I already ex- knew, but I didn't have the heart to say, I actually know what, what you're talking about. I just let them drone on. I think you actually did tell them several times you knew what one was, but they, they, they felt like they had to reassure you. <sighs> so it's, what are the... Top is a conversation that you're allowed to have at a wedding when you're in that scenario. What what things can you and can you not say? I mean, you could have your one time in Amsterdam with the bridegroom, mother of the bride type story. Do you, would you would that be good or bad? Would, would that be over the line? I'm not sure. Um, or do you open it with pub quiz questions? You know, who won the World's Women's World Cup in 2023? Do you know, <laughs> use that as an opener to your... You know, the convers- awkward conversation you've got to have with people that you only meet once or twice a decade. Or do you start making up family stories and rumours? You know, did you hear that Nana had a fling with a soldier in World War Two? Yeah, that'll be fun. See, start passing that around at one event and then go a couple of years later to another event and see if the story's still passing around and how close it is to the original one you made up. I'm all, I'm almost tempted to do that. I can't use Nana had a fling in World War Two anymore because we talked about this on... Are we not an audio listener? But I will have to come up with one that we can... You get somebody in the family go mm. on to Ancestry and say, I think you're talking... Do you think they would actually <laughs> spend the money to go on Ancestry? You're assuming my, my family <laughs> would spend the money. Uh, or the real solution, I think, if you've got to have that awkward conversation at the wedding, start every conversation with, I'm giving it about three months tops and see how long <laughs> it is before you boot it out. <laughs> That was unfortunately we not, so I can only apologise, dear listener. I was Mark Steele, and across the table from me was... Jenny Steele. And if you happen to enjoy this fine podcast, whether it's in video form on YouTube or Spotify, or you're listening to it in your straight into your lug holes or whatever other podcatcher of choice you have, hmm. if you'd like to get it delivered directly to you every single time it emanates from, well, wherever it emanates from, I don't want to describe where it emanates from. You, can, you get the idea. 
But if you'd like it available that, at that moment, the thing to do is to subscribe on your podcatcher of choice. Or if you happen to be on YouTube, there is a subscribe button and also a bell that you need to ding. You need to ding my ding. bell, which <laughs> sounds wrong. But if you don't ding the bell, you're not informed. No, you, it's true. It's, it's a bit weird like that. I never got that. So subscribe is I want to know about when it comes out. Mm. But you've got to ding the bell to then actually be told about it. So it's too, it's too sad. YouTube's weird, but we are available on there if you'd like to watch this fine podcast as mm. well. Um, also, when you're out and about, we're going to ask one little favour. So when you're out about and you're talking to your coffee dealer and they're giving you your, your next hit on the street corner, <laughs> uh, remind them that a wee natter is a thing on the podcast and they do need to listen to it. However, you also need to inform them that it's not going to be available for the next two weeks. Oh, Shocking news. We, we would love to bring you more wee natter over the next two weeks, but unfortunately we are not available. We are out and about travelling at the times we would normally be recording. Yes. Um, so unfortunately we're just a bit caught out. A wedding being one of the ones that we told you about and there's some other bits going on as well. But when we come back, we will be celebrating a year of a wee natter. Ooh, we're going to have a special, special, special programme. I don't know, but <laughs> I, I get a sinking feeling I'm going to have to buy cake for us. Oh, excellent. And on that note, we'll catch you next time. Bye.